You're listening to the Yoga Teacher Resource Podcast. Knowledge, techniques, and inspiration for your teaching and your practice. I'm your host, Mado Hesselink. If you're a yoga teacher who loves learning, is passionate about spreading the benefits of yoga, and desires more resources to support your teaching, you're in the right place. Let's get started with today's episode. Welcome to the Yoga Teacher Resource Podcast. Today's episode tackles the question of whether or not it is essential for a yoga teacher to have a website. Websites are a topic that come up a lot in this digitally based world. Here are some of the things that yoga teachers have been saying to me personally. I've heard, I know I need some sort of online presence, but I don't know what the right platform is. I'm leery of scams and getting in over my head. I really need direction. The logical part of me knows it's something I need to complete, but I feel dread when I think about it. Sometimes technology frustrates the heck out of me. Maybe you can relate to some of that. Maybe your experience is different, but I know that for a lot of people, this is a loaded topic. Sometimes when you have strong feelings about something, especially something that you are not super competent with, it keeps you from being able to logically evaluate circumstances around it, like whether or not you actually need a website. So hopefully this episode will help you figure that out. I designed my first website in 1999. I coded it by hand in HTML, like we all did back then. It was kind of kind of felt like a magic trick to turn this code into colors and fonts and sometimes blinking lines of text. We have definitely come a long way since then. When I first started teaching yoga in 2005, like most new yoga teachers, I was barely making any money teaching, so I started freelancing as a web designer, kind of as my side hustle. I did this for about five years, and then I got a job doing web project management for a large corporation. You can imagine that this was not an awesome fit for me, and it did not last a terribly long time, but I did learn a lot. So when I went back to freelancing, I did more of a consultation role where I would help people set up their websites and kind of plan them out, but not doing all the design work with it. And I have always designed my own websites, updated, evolved my own websites. So throughout the last 15 years or so, longer than that, if we are looking at that, you know, since the very beginning, I've always been really interested in this topic and kept my finger on the pulse of the industry, so to speak. Not not like in a really in-depth way, but my my technical skills at this point are are not up to par for being like I am I'm not qualified anymore to be a web designer with new technologies, but I'm very clear about the basic necessities and the common pitfalls. So, you may or may not need a website, but my main message for today's podcast is that if you do need a website, you probably do not need as complicated a website as you think you do. In this episode, I will go over how to know how you know whether or not you need a website, 
what you should realistically expect from your website, how much time and money you should plan to invest, and what features are essential. This may not sound like a super fun episode, but I think I have a lot of great information to share and I happen to kind of think websites are fun. So hopefully you'll get a little a little piece of that will rub off on you. Let's start by letting some yoga teachers off the hook. In my humble opinion, you do not need a website if any of the following statements apply to you and you can kind of extrapolate from there. If you have another job you love, you teach part-time at a location like a studio that has their own website, and you're happy with the number of people attending your classes. So this would also apply if you teach wherever you teach, a gym or a rec center. Really, if you're happy with the number of people who are attending your classes and the number of classes you're teaching, you don't need a website. This would also apply if you teach there are rare jobs where you get to teach for a hospital or a wellness center or another facility where you just get paid a set fee or an hourly rate or it's worked into your other career. I would say you probably, you might not need a website in that case. And this is kind of an unlikely scenario, but just to help, you know, extrapolate to different scenarios. Maybe you travel around the world teaching yoga at retreat centers and you have tons of connections. You find your jobs through word of mouth. You've got plenty of bookings and you're really not, you know, like you rarely have a good internet connection and you're really just happy with your situation. So the key common denominator for all of these scenarios is that you are happy with your business model if it is a business or you're happy with the structure of your teaching, you don't need more students, you don't need more jobs, you don't need more classes. If this describes you, then you do not need a website. That doesn't mean that you can't have one, of course. It doesn't mean that your situation won't change. But for now, I would not advise investing time, energy, money, focus into a website unless it's a passion project or something that you just do for pleasure. Pretty much everybody else needs a website. Most yoga teachers I talk to are not satisfied with the current structure of their teaching. They're not satisfied with their business model. They want more students or they want more classes or they want to teach in a different format. So what a website can offer you is it can help people who are looking for you specifically find you. It can help people who are looking for what you offer find you. It can increase your credibility when job searching. It can help you stay connected to your students. And it can also help you offer value to your students. I'm sure that there are other things that a website can do for you, but these are the things I thought of off the top of my head. So. Does that mean that most yoga teachers should hire a web designer and spend thousands of dollars on a very professional-looking website? 
I say absolutely not. You do not need a fancy website to make those things happen. What you need is a website that is in line with the stage that your business or your teaching is in. So for most yoga teachers, one page is plenty. All you need is a super minimalistic website. A super minimal website is probably enough for you if you've been teaching just a few years and are still building confidence in your teaching. If you teach a few classes a week in addition to another job and don't have any immediate plans to change that and start teaching full time. Or I talk, I've spoken to a lot of people who are retired and they teach yoga mostly as volunteer work, maybe for some spending money, but there's no plans to expand. So in all of these cases, all you really need is your photo and a bio, your public class schedule, and of course your you know a listing of any other events that that public people can attend, and how to get in touch with you. A contact form is best because then you're not pasting your email address or your phone number all over the internet. But that's it. Of course, there are a ton of other things you could add, but I recommend holding back. Unless you are hiring a website designer, it really isn't required or necessary or helpful to add everything right off the bat. Of course, if you are at a different stage of your business, at a stage of growth, at a stage of evaluating your business structure, the way that you're creating your offerings and are looking to reach more people. Perhaps a more involved website, it it could be a part of that. But I do recommend that before you jump into that, that you take a step backwards and methodically lay out a business plan that includes internet marketing. If you want your website to be a central piece of your business, then you need to have a plan for how to get people there. Otherwise, you're going to, you could potentially spend a lot of time and money on something that nobody's going to see. So internet marketing is not the same as a website, but it goes hand in hand. And most of the time, it needs to come first. You need to have that internet marketing plan laid out first before you decide what features to put on your website. I know that most yoga teachers do not have a business background. We got into yoga because we loved the practice. We wanted to share the practice. And in yoga teacher training, there is very little to no um, information about how to run a yoga business which is really as it should be because in 200 hours, there's not even enough time to cover how to teach yoga. So what, one of my recommendations is that yoga teachers who plan to be yoga professionals, who, who have the desire and the goal of teaching yoga as their full-time or even part-time profession, that they go out and get business training 
It's essential to have a strong understanding of how online marketing works before you invest money, time, energy into a website. There are several ways for a yoga teacher or anybody to gain this knowledge, and I'll share them in order of most time investment to least, which is directly inverse, as it often is, from least monetary investment to most. Your first option is to comb through all the free content out there on the internet to become really comfortable and confident with online marketing. It, I think it would take at least a year of really focusing on consuming the free content to be ready to, to create a website, but who knows? I mean, everybody's different. And if you're, if you are like the obsessive type, you could do it faster than that. Option two, you could invest in one of the many online courses available for internet marketing. There are so many there. And, you know, in general, there are a lot of good ones. If you do some research, you can definitely find a good one because there's so much competition that there's not, you know, really bad online marketing courses are not going to have the hundreds and hundreds of testimonials out there um, that the big name ones have. A third option would be to hire a coach or a consultant to walk you through your options. This would, in the long run, probably cost more than taking an online marketing course, but you would get more customized information. And the fourth option is that you could hire someone to develop and implement your online marketing plan. Now, even though I have a strong and have had a strong understanding of how websites work, the world of online marketing is a quickly changing beast. And I actually did both number one and number two. I have spent the last several years really studying the free content out there, and I have also invested thousands of dollars in online courses. So for me, that was kind of the right balance. But I have also, on occasion, hired coaches and consultants to help me get clear on really specific areas of online marketing that I'm less familiar with, or if I need specific advice. Now, I would also want to caution you about the option for around hiring somebody. So this is the only one I have not done. And I don't think I would do hire someone to develop and implement my entire online marketing plan. First of all, it's to get somebody who's going to do a good job, it's going to be incredibly pricey. But then you would be incredibly dependent on that person. And I would not feel comfortable with with having that big a chunk of my business and the way that I interface with my students and clients be in somebody else's hands. So, yeah, I mean, I know that some people have probably done it successfully. It's a risk that you could take if you have a lot of resources and the the resiliency to bounce back if something went wrong. Now let's switch gears a little bit and look at the three most common mistakes 
that I see yoga teachers make when they are creating their website. One is that they overestimate how much time and energy that they will put into it. For example, they will incorporate a blog into their website and then not blog consistently. Or they'll create an elaborate system for organizing and promoting their events and then put off updating it until the event is over. Another way that I see this is that they will plan for a ton of content, create a lot of pages, and then never make time to write it so that their website is a whole bunch of pages that say under construction for five years. (laughs) So the thing to know about creating a website is that it is work. Creating content is work. If you do a super simple website like I recommended earlier in this episode, then your content is minimal. You get to just write a little blurb about yourself, a little blurb about your teaching, maybe some blurbs about your classes, and that's it. But a blog is, you know, that's regularly spending several hours creating content. So just Keep that in mind as you plan your website, that creating content takes longer than you think. For example, for this podcast, I have already spent probably three hours planning it, prepping it, just like that's even before I started recording it. That's before any of the technical aspects get on board. Number two, the second big mistake that I see yoga teachers make is that they invest too much money based on the stage of their business. So they might hire a web designer developer with no clear plan on how to drive traffic or how the website fits into their revenue model. So they end up with a beautiful, fancy website that sits there with no traffic and no conversions. Conversions meaning you're getting people to take action on your website. As I said before, it's super important for you to have a plan for your online marketing before you invest money in a website design or a designer. The only exception to this is if you start out with a simple site, you can create a website that's designed to grow with you. So you could hire a designer with that in mind that you're you're starting with a very, very basic site and then you know, you kind of create a plan for in six months, we're going to add this. In a year, we're going to add this. Other people go a different route and they spend a ton of time on the design of a do-it-yourself website. And But they kind of get overly ambitious and they, you know, they end up not being thrilled with the outcome because, uh, you know, there's a reason that there are professional web designers. They they tend to do a better job than the average layperson. So when you invest hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours on a, on a you know, more involved website than you need, you can start to feel a little bit bitter about it and resistant to updating it. And finally, one more mistake that I do see people make a lot is that they don't maintain control of their domain and their hosting. So domain and hosting, most of you know, but just in case you don't, they're two separate things. Your domain is like the address and the hosting is like your house. 
So the domain is the name that people type into the bar, the web browser, but it points to hosting. And you can buy those separately or together. Sometimes hosting includes a domain name. That's part of why I recommend for a lot of people that all-in-one, you know, really simple website like Squarespace. I don't know off the top of my head whether or not they include a domain, but a lot of those companies do. So you'll have your domain, your hosting, and the ability to update all in one spot. Because, okay, first of all, you want to make sure that, you know, if your website designer doesn't just drops off the face of the planet, changes careers or whatever, which does happen, that you can still have access to your site. Also, sometimes people register their domain with a, with a company that is not super ethical, like they just look for the cheapest one. And maybe, the, maybe that, that company can go out of business or if you forget to pay, you don't pay on time, you, you know, then you can lose access to your, to your domain or your hosting. And you really don't want that. That is just a big pain in the butt that you do not want. So keep it simple. Keep everything in the same place. Make sure it's all under your name, all under your credit card. Choose a reputable company. These are my tips. Before I close out for the day, I'm going to give you just a little bit more information about the nuts and bolts of getting started because I know people are going to want that. You basically have four options for formats for choosing how to create your website. Number one, you can hire a web designer and or web developer to do it all for you. Even if you do this, though, I do recommend making sure that the hosting and the domain are under your name. Number two, I've discussed, I've kind of alluded to this also, you can use an all-in-one service such as Squarespace or Wix. And these are companies where you pay them a monthly fee for your domain hosting and your theme. So they will, they will, um, you'll like get to choose a theme, which is the, how your website looks and you'll get to customize that theme and all of that will happen on this, in this one place. Option three you can do it yourself with a content management system. The most common is WordPress, which is what I use. And for me, it's super easy. I've been working with it for a really long time. I think it is very intuitive, but it is not as easy as using one of those all-in-one services. And the fourth option is a bit of a hybrid option. You could hire somebody to help or coach you through the do-it-yourself process. I believe there are probably even some courses out there to walk you through creating a WordPress website for yourself. To help you figure out which of these options is best for you, I will go over some of the main pluses and minuses of each one. For hiring a web designer and developer, Unless you have really deep pockets and a solid online marketing plan, most yoga teachers, I don't think, need to go this route. There are so many really nice themes these days that you can customize. 
you don't need a designer unless you are in a, you know, you're making a good amount of money and you have a really solid plan behind how you're going to use your website, frankly, to generate more money. I mean, that's, let's be real here. That's ultimately why we would invest money in a website is because we think we're going to make money from it. But if you have the budget for it, the pluses, of course, are that it may take you less time, probably not no time because you have to, you still have to have input into it and you still have to write the content. But the biggest plus, I think, is that as long as your designer and developer are good, everything should work. (laughs) They will do quality control. There will be fewer mistakes, fewer inconsistencies. Next option, the all-in-one company. The benefits are that it is simple and easy to use and keep track of. All of the elements of your website are under one roof. And it's usually easy and intuitive to create an update. The drawbacks is that you cannot move that same website to a different host or platform. So if you decided you wanted to switch, you would have to start over. Not all of their themes are necessarily going to be expandable to the, you know, you, you, it may not be quite enough if you want to grow. And over time, it's definitely more expensive than a WordPress website. So WordPress, I'm just going to use WordPress instead of content management system because this is really the gold standard and there are just so, so many resources out there for WordPress. It's, it's so well done. It is easy to update. It is relatively easy to install. Many web hosts have, you know, a service that where they'll install it for you. But even if it's, even if they don't, it's super easy. You can move your WordPress website and database to a different host, but it is not, it's not like point and click. It would, it involves downloading your database and, you know, there's, for most people, you probably are going to want to hire someone to help you, but it would probably only take that person about an hour. It is cheaper than, you know, definitely cheaper than hiring a web designer, definitely cheaper than an all-in-one company, especially over time. If you bought a, if you buy a, a premium theme, then your initial investment might be a little bit more, but that'll, uh, that'll definitely be made up for over the course of like, say, four or five years that most websites, I would say that's kind of the lifespan of, of your theme. You want to refresh every four or five years. There are also one of the benefits of, of WordPress is that there are just tons of resources out there, tons of third-party plugins, which are little miniature programs that you can add on to your website to create almost any function that you can imagine. The drawbacks to WordPress are there is a bit more of a learning curve. And sometimes the plugins, because they're made by third parties, they don't always play nicely together. It can break your site. That can be kind of frustrating. So you you just have to be prepared to get your hands a little dirtier uh, with a WordPress website. Finally, the benefits of hiring somebody to coach or guide you through is that you will have someone to ask questions and kind of take over the tasks that feel like more than you're ready to take on. It'll cost more than a WordPress website, more than a 
you know, an all-in-one website, but maybe, again, maybe not over the long term because those those do-it-yourself websites, because they have a monthly fee, they, they do end up adding up over time. All right, that's about as much detail as I'm going to get into today. I do hope that you have more clarity on what format for your website is going to work best for you and how much of a website you actually need at this point. If you want more support for your personal situation, you can definitely schedule a one-on-one strategy session with me by going to my website, teachingyoga.net slash coaching is where you can sign up for a strategy session. We can probably get a lot of planning done in, in one strategy session. I think you could walk, walk away from that with a lot of clarity on your, your next best steps. Of course, I have some homework for you. And while it is obviously optional, as always, I'm using the term homework on purpose because I know some of you are resistant to this. And so you might need to use a little bit of tough love on yourself to make it a priority. What I would love for you to do is if you do not have a website, but you've decided from this episode that you need one, decide what structure you're going to use to get one set up. Write it down and write down your first step to making that happen. So for example, if you know you're going to do a all-in-one service, do it yourself, then your first step might be to reach out to your network and see what uh, other people have experiences with, with different companies and whether or not you like their websites, how their websites turned out. Once you've done that, not your, well, you, you just plan your first step. Once you've planned your first step, come and let me know what you decided to do. You can come to the, the blog page for this episode where the show notes are, or even better, come to the private Facebook group for the Yoga Teacher Resource Podcast. You can find that if you're not already a member by going to teachingyoga.net and clicking on the Join Our Community tab. That is it for today, everybody. Thank you so, so much for sticking with me. I hope you learned something, and I would really appreciate it if you're enjoying this podcast. Please share it with your yoga teacher friends and or and slash or go to iTunes and leave a review. Thank you so much to everybody who's done that so far. I really, really appreciate it. I guess I'll say one final thing before signing off, and that is there is nothing so satisfying as crossing off one of the most dreaded items on your to-do list. So I just want to put that out there that if this is something you've been avoiding, you will feel amazing once you once you kind of take, even just taking one step in that direction will feel so good. So go make a plan and make it happen. I know you can do it. See you next week.